0: welcome to the naked truth peace to you we are in the book of deuteronomy fifth book in the bible we're up to chapter 18 if you want to read along with me let's begin with verse one the priests the levites all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with israel they shall eat the offerings of the lord made by fire and his portion so now we know for sure that that's what was going on for the 40 years during the uh wilderness years when they've been wandering through the wilderness the people were eating manna basically bread Uh, not bread like you think of it but they call it bread from heaven because it's something that would miraculously form on the ground and they'd use that to eat even though they had livestock they weren't permitted to eat that the people who were permitted to eat it were the elites the religious people the leaders so they laid out a law where You had to abide by it. And if you violated the law, you'd have to pay for it with a fine. The fine wasn't like it is now where it's cash money. It's objects. It's the livestock. It's the cows, the sheep, the goats, the chickens. It's the oil. It's the flour. It's all those different things that the priest could eat. But the people weren't able to eat all that. So you can imagine the misery the people were in all that time watching the leaders barbecue meat and eat that while the people, the common people, eat bread they can find on the ground every day. They were happy to get it at first because they were starving. But then once you see the enforcement of that law, religious law, kick in and enrich the elite religious leaders, While the people are eating the bread they can find on the ground, you can see very quickly how that would be frustrating for people. And to endure that for 40 years and be expected to stay faithful, to me it's understandable why people would find it hard to do that verse 2 therefore they shall have no inheritance among their brethren the Lord is their inheritance as he said to them so the person talking here is presumably Moses talking to the congregation letting them know the religious branch of the congregation of the group that tribe the Levites are the ones who get to benefit from those different offerings that the people are required to make The um, the, they, so they create the law they enforce the law and they benefit from the law. And the people are bound by the law, subject to the law, and fined by the law. Sounds very, very much like what happens in modern times. Verse 3. And this shall be the priest due from the people, from those who offer a sacrifice. Whether it is bull or sheep, they shall give to the priest the shoulder, the cheeks, and the stomach. So, the choice cuts of meat are what the priests get to eat. And um, it's considered a sacrifice to, um, to, for them to give it. And again, it's not like it's being burnt to a crisp. We already saw. They eat it. Verse 4, The first fruits of your grain and your new wine and your oil and the first of the fleece of your sheep you shall give him. So the priests getting um, the hookup. They get the best of the meat. They get the best and the first of the fruit of the new wine of the grain. They get rich. They get fattened up. The people are still eating the manna, eating bread. Verse 5. For the Lord your God has chosen him out of all your tribes to stand to minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons forever. So let's not read over that forever part that means if they were if it was the case back then it's supposed to be the case now not oh okay well now there's a new covenant we can move on to that it says forever forever doesn't mean until the new testament kicks in forever doesn't mean until you decide to adopt something else forever means forever so again if you're thinking that believing that everything from genesis to revelation is what you're supposed to be living by why aren't you living by that? Why where Where is your donations like that to your religious organization? Verse 6. So if a Levite comes from any of your gates, from where he dwells among all, all Israel, and comes with all the desire of his mind to the place which the Lord chooses. So it's laying out other um, freedoms that the Levites have, that they're able to travel around and even go to other tribes. And how are they to be treated when they get there? Verse 7, then he may serve in the name of the Lord his God, as all his brethren Levites do, who stand there before the Lord. So he's able to go move around from tribe to tribe if he wants to. And it is a he, because women aren't allowed, females aren't allowed to be in this role that the Levites are. Um, But the men are, and they're allowed to go from tribe to tribe if they want. And they're to be sustained by the community, whichever tribe it is they choose to go to. Verse 8, they shall have equal portions to eat besides what comes from the sale of his inheritance. So, um, I'm not sure what inheritance is referring to since it says that he's not supposed to get an inheritance, that his inheritance is supposed to be the offerings that are made, um, by the people. So let me read that again. Maybe I've read over something. They shall have equal portions to eat besides what comes from the sale of his inheritance. No, that's what it says. So, um, uh, things are shared. Uh, it Sounds like communism. Things are shared in common with everyone, equal portions. Um, from the sale of his inheritance, I don't understand that at all. Since this chapter started out saying they aren't going to get inheritance, it's, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Verse nine: When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn the, to follow the abominations of those nations. So once again, it's the people being told that they're not to adopt the religious practices of the places where they're going in to uh, massacre and colonize. Verse 10, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. So all those other different religious practices... um, Because they are religions. Witchcraft is called Wicca in modern times um, and probably has been for a long time. Soothsayers are basically like prophets. uh, mm, Not quite prophets, more like um, palm readers, that sort of thing, or fortune tellers or crystal ball readers and uh sorcerers that's pretty clear it's like people do magic but that's a religion older than the one that the people are abiding by here even according to the bible remember magic is what joseph did when he was in egypt and that means he didn't start it there it was already existing then um before these um are being this religion is being established here in the old testament verse 11 or one who conjures spells or medium or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, so all those sort of activities of being able to interact with the spiritual spiritual realm um, are forbidden by this religion, by this um, order in this chapter. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. Well, now that's interesting, because once again they're being called abominations, and yet, just like some of the other things that are called abominations, that it says the Lord your God drives them out for, like the incest, like the marrying the wrong family member, uh, all those sorts of things were done by this same congregation's forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. they Partook in all sorts of these very same things. And then even after this um book in the Bible, um mediums and spirit spiritists and that sort of thing continued and right there with the congregation and wasn't condemned. It's not why so it's not consistent. It's yet again one more inconsistency for uh people who are saying this is the Lord God talking to them and Lord is being translated from the named Jehovah in this chapter so far um, uh, to the word Lord so why would the Lord God Almighty be so inconsistent and only now condemn things that have been happening even before why not condemn them when they first happened so that people wouldn't think okay well that's an okay and acceptable way to serve the lord since abraham isaac and jacob weren't condemned for those things so it must be okay to do them now and then they turn around and say no 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 you can't do them it's abominable and the places where you're going did those things well so did the congregation so did people the forefathers verse 12 verse 12 for all who do these things are an abomination oh we read that one verse 13 you shall be blameless before the lord your god so it seems they get to be blameless before the Lord their God anyway, since, like I just said, look, some of the forefathers partook in the same things and weren't condemned at all. And even some of the rapes weren't even condemned by the Lord when they happened. And they happened more than once. Dinah is just one example of it. But there were other rapes and attempted rapes that happened in the Bible. Um, we'll get to another one that's sort of like the Sodom and Gomorrah story story, If we get to that point as we keep reading throughout the Old Testament. And yet again, not condemned by the Lord at all. But instead, other things seem to get condemned like trimming your beard the wrong way or wearing the wrong clothes or offering something at the wrong time. Those things seem to uh, cause the Lord to react instantly. Yet other things that you would think, I would think, are much more urgent and pressing just go unnoticed or at least unanswered. Uh, verse 14 for these nations which you will dispossess listen to soothsayers and diviners but as for you the Lord your god has not appointed such for you so notice what it says there it's not saying that the soothsayers and diviners the spiritists those who are able to interact with um that realm and um and that sort of thing are false or that they're fake or that they're not actually Um, able to do the things that they're doing. It's not saying that at all. It's saying that those things weren't appointed for this congregation. And I think people confuse that with thinking that, oh, the witchcraft and stuff must just be nonsense and just, um, um, you know, fake religion. It's no faker than uh, the religion we're reading about here. That's entirely inconsistent just by what we're reading so far only in the fifth book of the Bible. So, and so just, I don't think other religions should be discounted as false, including the religions like witchcraft and voodoo and um, mediums, people who can do all of those things. It's not saying they can't actually do those things, it's just saying that those things, those abilities, those, uh, that power hasn't been um, designated to anyone in this congregation. There's a difference verse 15 the lord your god will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst from your brethren him you shall hear so notice there that him is capitalized is it capitalized or is that a new sentence let me see okay that's a new sentence so it's not talking about jesus there it's talking about the next leader who's going to take moses place which not sure why moses is talking like he's not sure who the new new one's going to be since he's already been told joshua is the one who's going to step into his shoes basically in his position um but he's letting the people know that uh, uh another well actually prophet is capitalized so it is maybe it is talking about jesus letting them know uh that maybe this is a uh, one of the early prophecies of the coming of christ the coming of the messiah jesus is coming that that's who the lord is going to raise up at some other point in time because he's he's giving this as a prophecy that the people should be able to look out for that um someone's going to come with the message from the lord at another time and that the people will hear him so and um like i said prophet is capitalized here so it wouldn't make sense that it's referring to any of the um what we call Old Testament prophets, since why would it be capitalized for them? Um, verse sixteen according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let not hear again the voice of the Lord uh, God, nor let me uh, nor let see this great fire anymore. So you'll have to read that verse for yourself out loud for it to make sense or read that verse for yourself verse 16 to you for yourself um and read it out loud or to yourself if you choose to but um if you see what it's saying there moses is saying that the lord is going to send someone who's going to fulfill what the people wanted in the day when it says the lord spoke to them and they were so terrified. That they, um, after they got the message, they said, no, 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 no more. They'll just rather have Moses go get the message and come back with it. Um, But like I've said again and again, that verse contradicts what Jesus says. And what the New Testament says that no one's heard God's voice at any time. Or they haven't heard God's voice at any time, nor seen his form. So it's inconsistent. It doesn't make sense that the entity that the people are dealing with here at this point is the same entity that jesus calls the lord god in the new testament it can't possibly be both the same because it's inconsistent verse 17 and the lord said to me well they've spoken is good so when that happened when it says that the lord spoke to the people and terrified them so that they chose to just still have a human being moses be their intermediary that the lord approved of that and said no no that's good keep the middle land verse 18 I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him so now you see him is being capitalized here prophet is being capitalized here this seems to me to surely be uh, um, pointing to a reference to Jesus otherwise it wouldn't make sense to capitalize any of those Terms or any of those words. So um, this is one of the earlier um, instances of a prophecy of Jesus coming and letting them know that there will come a prophet that's going to be considered to be like Moses, sort of in that same position as a leader of the people, an emancipator of the people, someone that sets the people free. But his words are going to be um, God's words are going to be put in his mouth. Those red letters will be what um, Jesus speaks. I mean, it's referring to the red letters that Jesus spoke as the words we would have, uh, the words God would have us know. And I think this is, a. I mean, it's pretty clear that that's what it's talking about. It's referring to Jesus is coming and that the message Jesus gives will be the actual message from the Lord with the very words that the Lord would have us know. So if that's the case, then wouldn't, if this was also the Lord speaking so far in the Old Testament, wouldn't the words, uh, wouldn't those words align with what Jesus says? To me, that's a good way, a litmus test, a good barometer to see if what you're reading in the Old Testament, in the new, in your um, modern times, in your church is actually from God, or Christianity at all? If it's not red letters, Jesus didn't say it. And if it is red letters, that's the message the Lord would have us know. Verse nineteen: And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. Those are the red letters. That's if you refuse the red letters, then it's gonna there's gonna be a price to pay for it. It's it, it just makes sense. Especially like I said again and again as Christians, why in the world would anyone else? Have, why in the world would you give anyone else that authority if you're going to say you're a Christian other than Christ? It just makes no sense. Verse 20 But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name which I've not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods that prophet shall die. So that seems pretty clear. If it contradicts what Jesus says that's a death penalty. If um, Because again, it's Jesus who's got the message Sent to bring us that message, specific like Jesus says. Jesus didn't do the mission mission on himself. He was sent, and that's the fulfillment of what's being said here. And you have the right or the freedom to resist it or embrace it. But if you resist it or speak against it, and included here is if you um um choose some other religion religion. That's what in the name of other gods. Um, then it's calls for the death penalty and um, not from people to do it uh, but that your um, death for the soul that does it verse 21 and if you say in your heart how shall we know that the word which the Lord has? Uh, let me say it again verse 21 if you say in your heart how shall we know that the word which the Lord has not spoken so uh, I think I don't know if that's actually um, printed right here because it doesn't quite read right, but what it's saying is that um, how will, if the people say in their hearts, wondering, well, how do we know if something said from God or not? How do we know if the message that the prophet is giving, the preacher is saying, how do we know if that's from God or not? How can we tell? What's the litmus test? How do we know? Verse twenty-two: When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You should not be afraid of him. So, I mean, if that's the case, then that's a pretty easy test. If it comes to pass, then it must be true. And if it doesn't, then it's not. So, um, the only problem with that, though, is sometimes people can predict or even prophesy things that are going to happen and they come true, but they're not actually uh, from God or religion at all. Think about uh, say the weather, you can predict um, that the weather is going, how the weather's going to be. It has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with being able to um, forecast or read the uh, signs of other things. So, uh, but it's saying here, if you, if the thing you pro- uh, the prophecy that you're given does not come to pass, not that if it does, you can assume that it is from God. But if you, if someone's giving you a prophecy in the name of the Lord and it does not. Come to pass. If it doesn't happen, then you know that it's not actually from the Lord. So, it's it's there's a it's subtle, but there's there's a difference there in saying that if it does happen, that it is from the Lord, and it's not what it says. It says if they say a prophecy that is from the Lord and it doesn't happen, then it's not uh, that prophet is um, full of hot air, basically, and just giving you their own messages, speaking out of their own mind out of their own heart doing the thing jesus tells us warns us about um in the new testament in the gospels uh in the book of mark where he lets us know what the will of god is is to know concerning the doctrine whether it is from god or whether i speak on my own authority he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him so Jesus making it clear there and only one of the the only two places in the entire Bible of what the will of God is Jesus tells us there and one of it is to know concerning the doctrine so that you're not confused so that you're not deceived so that you don't get swept up in some other religion that will lead to the death of your your own death your own demise Um, that's the end of this verse so that's the end of this chapter so that's the end of this reading Thank you for reading along with me as always. I appreciate it. God bless you for it and I hope you'll join me again. Stay safe and in this weather, stay cool. Peace be with you. I'll see you next time. I love you.